Hebrews 11, verses 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to, to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So moving on through the by faith chapter of Hebrews 11 yeah. and further into the lineage of Abraham. Right. And we have this really, really famous story, the, the offering or almost offering of Isaac. And I, I always get a little tripped up because Barrett calls him Isaac. <laughs> and so every time I say Isaac, I like I I start to say Isaac, but then I, I don't even know which way to go. So <laughs> if I stutter, uh, that is at least one of the reasons. Yeah, really, really famous story. Also a little controversial. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I you you see this story kind of pop up a lot in the deconstructionist uh, mm -hmm. circles a lot nowadays, at least I have of, you know, is God just like screwing with Abraham? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I, I think there's actually a lot more going on here than 
God egotistically seeing how far Abraham will go, right. which we can get into. But what are your thoughts on this passage? Man, that, that is a concern that I think that does get right to the very heart of this passage. You know, I think what we're dealing with here is a passage that's asking a really simple question, and that is, will you believe in me and will you act on your belief in me when it doesn't make sense? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, a paradox here uh, or a tension here in this passage, because on one hand, God's made these really incredible promises to Abraham, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And I'm going to do that through your son, Isaac, mm -hmm. like, like Isaac's the one. And so God's made these promises. He's entered into a holy covenant with Abraham. Yeah. He himself has ratified the covenant. And now he's asking Abraham to do this wild thing of sacrificing his son. And so, you know, I think it's totally understandable for Abraham to go, well, wait, how does that work? Mm -hmm. And and so I think we can then go to, oh, well, God's like messing with, with Abraham. But I think in reality, what God is asking of Abraham is to trust him and believe in him when there, there, there really is uh, um, not, a, not a plausible solution to the problem. And I think that's why Hebrews 11 and what Hebrews 11 says about Abraham's faith is so significant to helping us to understand uh, the Genesis passage. And that is, uh, the, the little tidbit that we get about Abraham is that he trusted the Lord to the extent that even if he were to go through with it, mm. he believed that God's promises were so sure and so certain that Isaac wasn't gone. Mm -hmm. Like I think sometimes we play a little bit on the the love of the father and like he's willing to give up his son yeah. uh, in obedience. And I think that there is certainly something about that. But I think I think Abraham was really pretty okay because he actually believed that if he went through with this sacrifice, God would just raise him from the dead. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like God's promises are sure it's going to happen. And so I, I can act on this. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just, just quick story. One of the things that this reminded me of is, is kind of obeying when circumstances are crummy. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a friend and he cheated on a test one time in college <laughs> and, yeah. and it was a big deal. Like he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And he ended up getting confronted on it by a friend. And he was like, I need to go and like tell my professor about this. Yeah. Another friend comes along and is like, that's going to like have serious consequences. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's not something where you just get, you know, your, your hands slapped when yeah. you cheat on a they test in college. Super seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend was confronted with this like question of like, am I going to do what honors the Lord, even though it's going to come with a great personal sacrifice? Mm -hmm even though in worldly terms, it doesn't make sense. You know, I could be fine. I could just like not do it again. And he wrestled and finally he went and he confessed to his professor and said like, hey, I did this thing and I'm sorry. And he got in a lot of trouble. I mean, he didn't get kicked out of the school, but there was a significant consequence. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, what's gonna happen as a result of this with this guy's faith? Mm -hmm. um, is he gonna get mad at God? Is he gonna, and the result was his faith was fanned into flame. Yeah. like. Like this faithfulness beget faithfulness. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, and I think that that there's something like that going on in this story. Yeah, you know, at the time and, and in the context that this happened, child sacrifice would have been a totally, you know, recognized and understood religious right. ritual. 
And, you know, something that Abraham would have encountered throughout his, his life and his journeys. And, you know, one of the, one of the main themes of the old Testament specifically is that God Yahweh is not like the gods of the other nations. He, he is entirely holy and set apart other than and better than. And that is who he's proved himself up until this moment. That's who he has proved himself to be. And, and so as, you know, the, this really heavy, you know, I guess circumstance or, or challenge is laid on Abraham. I think what is really laying below this surface is Abraham's knowledge of God is yeah. put to the test. And clearly Abraham has had many hiccups and, and stumblings and, and cowardly moments. But here, you know, there, there's two huge quotes to not to not miss. He one is um, in verse um, four. He he or sorry five. He tells the young men with him, "Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again." Right. And, and you know, so he he really speaks to like we're both going to come back. And then of course the famous verse in verse eight. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb Amen. for a burnt offering. Yeah. And so I think what's clear here is the challenge is like, do you know Yahweh? Do you know the character of God? And Abraham is, is saying, and, and you know, Abraham's name, God changes Abraham's name to father of a multitude. And yeah. then he says, you know, give away your only son. And God said, as it says in Hebrews 11, Abraham reasoned that, God could even raise him from the dead, but one way or another, he was going to hold true to yeah. his promise. And that is so powerful. And, and you know, to your point, I, th I think how this can carry over for us, it, it makes me think of 2 Corinthians 4. Hmm. You know, Paul, he says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. I love this. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Amen. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And, and, you know, it's just a fact of life that a lot of times the will of God is perplexing and confusing and not, mm -hmm. it doesn't line up with how we would prefer. But because we know the character of God, because we can have fellowship with God, we know God's going to provide a lamb one way or the other. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. So this is one of those really rich passages with lots of gospel illusion. And so yeah. I think we'd be wise to to meditate on that idea of the Lord providing. He does provide the lamb. He does provide a substitute. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and then obviously we see how that prefigures Christ, uh, yeah. the lamb for sinners slain, uh, who is our substitute. So a good opportunity here, I think, to um, have our faith be, uh, be built into a little bit, but also to lead us to a greater faith in Christ. God's yeah. great and ultimate provision for us. Amen. Well, another great word from Hebrews. So let's meditate on this today. For Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.